Welcome to Worship with St. Stephen Lutheran Church in New Orleans, Louisiana. This is December 5th, 2021, the second Sunday in Advent, using hymns and Divine Service Setting 2 and Lutheran Service Book. O come, let us worship the Lord. the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Let us then confess our sins to God, our Father. We confess that we are We 
Almighty God in his mercy has given his son to die for you and for his sake forgives you all your sins. As a called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. this holy house and for all who offer here their worship and praise let us pray to the Lord help save comfort and defend us gracious Lord this is the feast of victory for our God Alleluia. Alleluia. 
be with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, you once called John the Baptist to give witness to the coming of your Son and to prepare his way. Grant us your people the wisdom to see your purpose today and the openness to hear your will, that we may witness to Christ's coming and so prepare his way through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you, the Holy Spirit, one God, and now forever. Good morning. The first reading is from the third chapter of Malachi. I send my messenger who will prepare the way before me. Then suddenly the Lord who is seeking will come to his temple. The messenger of the covenant whom you desire will come, says the Lord Almighty. But who can endure the day of his coming? Who can stand when he appears? For he will be like a refiner's fire or a longer soap. He will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. He will purify the Levites and refine them like gold and silver. Then the Lord will have men who will bring offerings in righteousness. And the offerings of Judah and Jerusalem will be acceptable to the Lord as in days gone by, as in former years. So I will come to you and put you on trial. I'll be quick to testify against sorcerers, adulterers, and perjurers, against those who defraud laborers of their wages, who oppress the widows and the fatherless, and to deprive the foreigners among you of justice. But do not fear me, says the Lord Almighty. I, the Lord, do not change. So you, the descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed. Ever since the time of your ancestors, you have turned away from my decrees and have not kept them. Return to me, and I will return to you, says the Lord Almighty. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks.
The second reading is from the first chapter of Philippians. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God every time I remember you and all my prayers for all of you. I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Being covered of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. It is right for me to feel this way about all of you since I have you in my heart. And whether I am in chains or defending and confirming the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. God can testify how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. And this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, so that you may be able to discern what is the best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. This is the word of the Lord. We rise to the Gospel according to St. Luke, the third chapter. In the fifteenth year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea, Herod, tetrarch of Galilee, his brother Philip, tetrarch of Eritrea, Trachonitis, and Lysanias, tetrarch of Abilene, during the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John, son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. He went into all the country around the Jordan, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins, as it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah the prophet, a voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. Every valley shall be lifted, uh, filled in, every mountain and hill made low. The crooked roads shall become straight, the rough ways smooth, and all the people will see God's salvation. John said to the crowds coming out to be baptized by him, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce fruits in keeping with repentance, and do not begin to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. For I tell you that out of these stones God can raise up children for Abraham. The axe is already at the root of the trees, and every tree that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. What should we do then? The crowd asked. John answered, Anyone who has two shirts should share with the one who has none. Anyone who has food should do the same. Even tax collectors came to be baptized. Teacher, they asked, what should we do? Don't collect any more than you are required to, he told them. Then some soldiers asked him, what should we do? He replied, don't extort money and don't accuse people falsely. Be content with your pay. This is the gospel of the Lord. 
We continue with hymn 343. Please be seated. grace, his mercy, and his peace be multiplied to you through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. So we have today the law and the gospel, and these are key when we, have, when we want to understand who God is. And as we look at our text, we can see very clearly that uh, God is calling his children Israel, which also includes you and me, to turn back to God. And how do you do that? Well, it's, it's expressed in law terms. If you have food, share it. Share what you have with other people. Irrespective of who they are or, or what creed they are, what race they are, because God tells us, does he not? Lord your God Love your neighbor as you love yourself. And your neighbor, if you want to qualify that, is any one of the least of these my brothers. So you see I'm mixing scripture there, but it all fits because this is the spirit of what God 
wants us to do. And why? Why? Well, the Gospel tells us that we need not fear. And that's what it says after it says all of these things. It says, don't fear. Don't fear the Lord. What? He said, so I will come to put you on trial. I'll be quick to testify against sorcerers, adulterers, perjurers, against those who defraud laborers of their wages and oppress widows and fatherless and deprive foreigners among you of justice, but do not fear me. Whoa, wait a minute. And he's talking also about being like a refiner's fire or a launderer's soap. We're going to be tested. Rightfully so, I think, just in human terms, when we look at the law, it's pretty convicting, isn't it? John the Baptist greets them with, You brood of vipers! Who warned you of the upcoming destruction? <laughs> Who warned you of this? And uh, that's not good customer service, is it? Not at all. But it reaches down into our very souls and it convicts us that, that those troubled feelings you are having, they are valid. They're valid. And then, of course, perhaps we will be just like those people who came to John the Baptist. What should we do? What should we do? And then we flip back to the Old Testament, and God says, Do not fear me. Wait a minute. We shouldn't fear God who is perfect and just, who cannot stand sin, and yet we are sinful. How is it that we should not fear the Lord Almighty? How is this possible? Jesus on the cross. Because that's the gospel. The Messiah is coming. This is, and this, is this a surprise to anyone? It is very, very plain. Just like I keep telling people, you know, Tulane, Tulane is getting pretty big, they should go to four lane. And the road, the gospel, is blazing through valleys and hills. And it knocks all kinds of obstructions out of the way. A straight path. Just like an army that is marching forward. The construction battalion goes on islands and and clears things and makes, and makes landing strips so that the army can advance. Even in, in days of old, the Babylonian conquest and all of these things, they built bridges and they sent people out. They sent basically armies out ahead of the army so that they could build bridges and so that they could straighten things out and mark a path for the army. So those people 
who would happen by and see these construction crews, they knew it's coming. And John the Baptist was the construction battalion for Jesus, and he came out, and everybody went out to him. Who is this guy? Is he the prophet Elijah? No. Is he another prophet? Well, no. Yep, and nope. Is he the Messiah? No, I am not. Well, who then are you? A voice of one calling in the wilderness. Prepare the way for the Lord. And this is marked in Luke chapter 3, but we have in Isaiah chapter 40, Jesus, or the Lord, using these same words. And so, John the Baptist is attributed directly to the one, the voice of one calling in the wilderness. Now, it's kind of funny that we, I mean, in, in these here United States, right, we know that we're Americans, right? We're not Americans. We're Americans. And we can do whatever we set our minds to it. And that is true. It is true. But sometimes you have people say, no, I can't because other people block my way. Well, have you been to other countries? In, indeed, in other countries, if your father is this occupation, don't expect to go any higher than that. But in this country, you still have, this is still the land of dreams. People still immigrate to the United States because they know that they can do anything they set their mind to, and they actually succeed. A lot of foreigners do, which, of course, makes a lot of Americans really upset at them. How dare they come over here and get rich when we're not, when we're all, you know, we're either disgruntled or, like I was saying to somebody earlier, gruntled. We're just gruntled. We're not really disgruntled, but we're, we're dissatisfied. You know I mean? Why isn't anybody handing us money? What a wonderful country this is. But, as Christians, we have yet a higher calling. John the Baptist didn't have a chance. He, wasn't, he didn't choose to be born, and then once he was born, he was born to a particular family, and God said, here's what I'm going to do, and here's what you're going to do. And John the Baptist, even in the womb, it said, when he heard the coming of Jesus, he stirred in his mother's womb. That guy never had a shot. He was born. He was named something he wasn't supposed to be named. And then... He was raised up in a certain way, then went out in the wilderness, never cut his hair, ate locusts and honey, wore camels, and, and that wasn't even in season or in style. The camel hair, you know, I don't know if you've ever touched a camel. I mean, if you're thinking of, I don't know, what were those big fuzzy coat, you know, back in the, what, 20s or something like that? 
I wasn't alive back then, but it, it, it wasn't that. And so when he showed up, he looked strange, and so he brought people to him, and then when he said things, well, there's nothing like a strange guy showing up on the edge of town, kind of yelling and, and, and saying stuff that, that, that's interesting. Things like that draw attention. And John the Baptist, you know, there was no American dream for him. But we have that, but we have something beyond that, you and I. Love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul. Love your neighbor as yourself. Thank God we're not born into a time when you have to die for your faith. There has been those times. And if you look close enough, in some countries there still is that time. You want to be a Christian, do you? Well... Forget your family. Forget all the property that you have built up. Forget all of that. Because we don't cotton to that over here. Go. Go with, your, with those other people. You are no longer our son, our daughter. That's still in existence today. And maybe some of those people who've had to give those things up consider their faith a lot more of a lot more value than you and I are you and me actually I should just say you and myself there you go that covers it but we have a charge when God says love the Lord your God love your neighbor as yourself he talks to us to place our faith in God is indeed the gift of faith that God gives to us so that we have faith and you don't make that faith up on your own. It is a gift from God lest anyone should boast. But now that you do have faith and you do have the hope and now that we sit and we wait once again, it is as if John the Baptist is coming to us and saying... Turn away from your evil ways. And maybe one of the biggest detriments to our faith today is complacency. We are citizens of this world and we're also citizens of heaven. And it is, it is true, you don't know much about heaven, I don't know much about heaven, until we get there. But we live in that hope. Just as much as the Jews lived in the hope of the Messiah, and they were rewarded for their, their waiting, at least those who had ears to hear. And it's the same today. We who have ears, let us hear. Well, what am I supposed to do? 
Well, you don't have to be like John the Baptist, thanks, thank God. I don't even know where you would get camel skin, and you might get prosecuted for killing camels. So it might be impossible for what John the Baptist did for you to do. But what can you do? You know, ask God. After all, it is the Christmas season, or it is Advent season actually, leading up to the Christmas season. It's the time for giving, right? Nonprofits. How easy is that? Go to your computer, click a button. There you go. Praise be to God. I clicked the button. I love my neighbors as I love myself. Or you know, you know your life better than I do. And I don't stand here as a policeman. I simply report and apply what has been God's word over the centuries and what still is God's word. And in law terms, nothing changes. Not even one little jot, one little tittle, not even one little yoth in Hebrew is going to be removed from the law. And so, what happens if you don't love your neighbor as yourself, which we are wont to do? We don't accomplish that. We sin against ourselves. We sin against God constantly. But the Bible tells us, do not fear the Lord Almighty. And now we know. We know why we don't fear the Lord Almighty, because he has given us faith and he has given us Christ to suffer and to die for us. So our salvation has been procured. We are free. Free once again. We are free in our earthly existence. God bless us. We live in the land of the free and the home of the brave. And we live free as God's children. We are doubly free. If you have a spouse that you can look at and say, yeah, I would choose you again, triply free. If you don't overspend what you take in, quadruply free. We are indeed blessed but not everybody is. What happens then? What happens if we, if we live for 10 years, 15 years? What happens? Well, as long as you draw breath here on earth, you have the reminder, the loving instruction, as the Hebrews would call their scripture. It is God's loving instruction. We listen to him and he instructs us and he says, forgive as I have forgiven. The Lord's Prayer, right? Love. Strive to love as I have loved. Understand how you are loved and love like that. Wow, that's a lot on our plates. It is. But, there's always challenges because you can know this and then you can put it into action. I 
love you, and because I love you, I am going to bless you because God has blessed me. And how much has God blessed me? Well, we already kind of mentioned four things. How much more has God blessed us? And sometimes that can evade us because we look at the, oh boy, you know, my bunions, my bunions, you know, my, my this, my that, my job, people at my job. Uh, boy, that person has a better job than I, you know, look at that house. Man, those things can be powerful and, can, and they can fill us. They can make us disgruntled. But God, as far as I know, maybe he hasn't put his finger on you and said, this is what I want you to do like you did with John the Baptist. Maybe he has. But I'm going to say this. In a strange way, did John the Baptist ever have to sit and wonder, what am I going to do when I grow up? No, it was clear. You're going to serve the Lord. God has put his finger on you, and this is how you're going to do it. Is it any less specific for you and for me? Well, yes and no. Love the Lord your God. We got that. I, that's pretty easy. I can love the Lord my God. And love your neighbor as you love yourself. Well, see, now you're getting kind of vague. Oh, are we? But my love my neighbor as I love myself is different than your love my neighbor as I love myself because I don't live in the same house and I have different neighbors. However, if you have a neighbor and you need help loving that neighbor, you can give me a call. And the church can also love your neighbor. We can support one another in that way. And we can love one another and love our neighbors and love God. We can do all of those things because we are joined together. A great cloud of witnesses. And we are here not just to come and to and for me to distribute. Today I'm going to distribute God's word for the week. And you're going to receive God's word for the week. And then you're going to go out. And then you're going to use all of that up until next week. And then you're going to come back and get it, you know, and fill up just like we do at the service station. And it can even go on more than there because just like you go by the service station and go, ah, maybe if I wait just a little bit longer, it'll be below $3 a gallon. And there are those places out there. My wife told me. I don't remember what it is right now, but, but there's a place, $2.99 a gallon. Well, maybe I'll wait and go to church later when Pastor... Uh, preaches a, a shorter sermon, a cheaper sermon. I don't know. But whatever it is, when we turn our attention away from love God, love our neighbors, ourself, sometimes we get tangled up in the craziest things. The craziest things. And we forget. While we were yet sinners, we forget 
This is what God did for us. This is who God sent for us. And we didn't have a choice, but Jesus did. Jesus actually chose to be born. He actually chose to suffer and to die for you and for me. He actually did what you and I refuse to do and otherwise cannot do. What a blessing to be truly free and to not have to fear God. What a blessing that is because Christ went through it for us. And so now, in this season of Christmas where we get doubly, triply, quadruply, quintuply, septuply, decaduply, we're blessed beyond measure. Let us turn our attention to the law, the loving instruction, and let us joyfully give to one another love and forgiveness to whoever crosses our path. And in that way, you end up maybe not dressed like John the Baptist and camels, but you certainly are a strange person because who forgives nowadays, right? Who shows love? That kind of stuff, and, and well, it kind of upsets me when I see it, but it shows up on the evening news. This person showed love to another person. That's not supposed to happen. Let's put it on the news. We should all do that. So even, even our society is, is thirsting, and they are starving for someone to love them beyond what they deserve and that's exactly what we do. Don't we? Yeah. Really? Yeah. And why? Because we ourselves have received way beyond what we deserve. What a joy to be a child of God in this time of suffering, of doubt, we are still, we know where we're going, right? We are still headed in a strong direction. Why? Because God is strong. And we follow Him. And He's already paved that path for us to follow. It's just walking down the path. That's all there is to it. Keep in the faith. Walk the path. Love God. Love your neighbor. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. We rise to the Nicene Creed on page 174. I believe in one God.
Let us pray for the whole church of God and for Christ and in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. O Lord our God, you declared Israel to be your people and brought them out of Egypt. You desired their salvation even when they would not listen to your voice. Since you have called and gathered us also to be your people, open our hearts to listen and gladly submit to your word. Lord, in your mercy. Almighty God, you sent John the Baptist to prepare the way of the Lord and prophesied by Isaiah, who foretold the Christ. Remember those pastors whom you have called to proclaim your word today. Give them wisdom and courage that they may admonish and absolve your people by your word and that your saints might be prepared for Christ's coming again in glory. Lord, in your mercy. Heavenly Father, you gather your people together in Christ and make them partakers of your grace. Strengthen the faith of those who you have gathered into this congregation, that their love may abound more and more with all knowledge and discernment. Lead us to approve what is excellent and to be pure and blameless for the day of Christ. Lord, in your mercy. Gracious Lord, as you call and gather us into your family, so bless the households of this congregation. Bless husbands and wives and fathers and mothers as they go about their work of strengthening marriage and raising children. Let us love abound, let our love abound more and more with knowledge and discernment and fill our homes with the righteousness that comes through Christ Jesus. Lord, in your mercy. Lord of hosts, St. John the Baptist, counseled penitent soldiers to go about their military duties according to your word. Remember those who serve in the armed forces. Protect them from harm. Give them wisdom and courage and grant that they fulfill their duties honorably. Lord, in your mercy. Almighty God, your forerunner prepared the way for the one who is mightier than all, your son, Jesus. For Christ's sake, we entrust to you those in need of healing, comfort, and rescue, especially those in our bulletin, and also added Lorna Bettisworth, uh, who's recovering from gallbladder surgery, family and friend of uh, Lynn Parker, who uh, passed away, uh, Nikki, who uh, with her knee uh, problems that she has, we ask that you would le- um, rest your hand on on her knee in that situation. Uh, Dr. Miko Thompson, uh, who was in a, um, uh, well, a, a very um, uh, bad car accident, in a, with a semi, actually, and uh, who, is, who is now uh, struggling with injuries. Um, Bessie uh, Perk, with health issues. And Kelly Sharp, with also with health issues issues. Have mercy on them. Deliver them according to your will and strengthen them in faith that they might be assured of your faithfulness. Lord, in your mercy. <laughs> Holy God, by the word, word of your servant, your, you prepared all flesh to see the salvation of God. Prepare also the hearts of those who kneel at your altar today to receive worthily Christ's body and blood for the forgiveness of their sins. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Since we have provided a place to receive offerings at the, at the head of the North X, we continue with the offertory, What Shall I Render to the Lord, on page 176. <laughs>
be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, whose way John the Baptist prepared, proclaiming him the promised Messiah, the very Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world and calling sinners to repentance, that they might escape from the wrath to be revealed when he comes again in glory. And therefore, with angels and archangels, with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Blessed are you, Lord of heaven and earth, for you have had mercy on those whom you created and sent your only begotten Son into our flesh to bear our sin and be our Savior. With repentant joy, we receive the salvation accomplished for us by the all-availing sacrifice of his body and his blood on the cross. Gather in the name and remembrance of Jesus, we beg you, O Lord, to forgive, renew, and strengthen us with your word and spirit. Grant us faithfully to eat his body and drink his blood as he bids us do in his own testament. Gather us together, we pray, from the ends of the earth to celebrate with all the faithful the marriage feast of the Lamb in his kingdom, which has no end. Graciously receive our prayers, deliver and preserve us. To you alone, O Father, be all glory, honor, and worship with the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. <clears throat> our Lord Jesus Christ, on the same night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is given for you. This do as oft as you eat it in remembrance of me. In the same way, also, he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. As often as we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. O Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, in giving us your body and blood to eat and drink, you lead us to remember and confess your holy cross and compassion, your blessed death, your rest in the tomb, your resurrection from the dead, your ascension into heaven, and your coming for the final judgment. So remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever.
Savior Jesus.
Let us pray. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift, and we implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same in faith toward you and fervent love toward one another through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. Verses 4 through 6. Please be seated. So you may know, know that there's uh, an abundant amount of flowers back there. Is there any instruction for us? Are we supposed to? Let's rise for the mission statement. As believers in Christ, St. Stephen Lutheran Church is committed to serving God by sharing the good news of Christ with all people. Go in peace, serve the Lord. Amen.